The wheel weaves as the wheel wills. I'm Benita. And I'm Tiffany. And welcome to the One Power Channeling Hour, where we talk all things Wheel of Time. are just sad that we were leaving because like more and more shit kept happening like the closer it got to our move date and they're like they just don't want us to go <laughs> um but like something got into bed next to jason oh like, good he felt something get into bed next to him and it wasn't me oh my gosh yeah okay and then well, yesterday well, i may i may use this on the podcast i did hit record because i'm like this is really interesting <laughs> Yeah, our our whole house was super haunted. And then the uh, then when we left, Jason had to go back to to grab one last thing, and he went back the next day. And one of the doors up to like this space that's like literally never open. Like we never open this door. We never use this door. Was wide open, and the back porch light was on. Which, like, we had checked. Like, we wouldn't we right. wouldn't have left the lights on. So, we're just like, Ooh. fuck that haunted house, man. Oh, my gosh. That's so theater exciting. I'm working at right now is haunted also. Ooh. But so far, I haven't really... Enc- well, the lights are extra flickering. Like, the house oh, lights yeah, would just yeah. be like, like, okay, thank you, sweet spirit. That's what we say. That's yeah. What, yeah. Thanks anyway. for saying hi. Yeah, yeah exactly. theaters are always bonkers. Uh, this was my first time living in a uh, really, this was my first time like experiencing anything like that, but it was so consistent and so persistent and yeah. s- so regular over the three years that we lived there that I'm like, oh, like there's just no, like there's only so many times and so many ways you can try and rationalize stuff and be like, oh, well, maybe I left it open or like maybe, you know. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Ah, so here we are. Let's talk about it. So oh first gosh. of all, first of all, just FYI to our millions of listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am, this is Benita. I have a cold. And I'm on a lot of NyQuil. I mean, excuse me, a lot of DayQuil. So I'm feeling real weird right now. Um, so, you know, it, it, A, excuse my stuffiness. And B, this, I don't know, this could end up kind of interesting. We'll see. I'm excited to see, for sure. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Well, here we are, episode seven. So only one more episode left. And I know we were feeling we were both kind of down after the last yeah. episode. So I want to see how you're feeling today. It was a mixed bag for oh. most of the episode. But then by the end, I was like, yes. Nice. That's how I was feeling. Okay. Well, okay. What about you? I was pretty on board from the beginning. Oh, I have to you? say. Yes. Well, here's the thing. I think that I – it was a mixed bag for me because it, it was just hard to it, – it's on the first viewing, it's so hard to just watch it because oh, I'm yeah. trying to figure out – I'm like, wait, was that in the book? I don't remember. Was that, you know what I mean? Like, totally, one hundred. 
Mm-hmm. But um, so I think that's why it was a mixed bag for me because um, I only got to watch it once and it was uh, last night. Okay. While I was on NyQuil. I understand. So, but oh. Yeah, I watched yeah. it twice and then, of course, waited until this morning to do the recap. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it a third time, kind of, because I was fast forwarding through stuff yeah. that I remembered well. Um, you were you just wanted it to be extra fresh oh my gosh or it's just like you know the craziest of weekends and it just is how it worked out so yeah. that's fine i have to record my other podcast tonight the oh. uh the i've never seen star trek uh in case anyone wants to listen to that that's where I've never seen Star Trek, and they make me watch episodes, and then I say what I think about them as somebody who <laughs> really loves fantasy, hates sci-fi. So, you know, it can be interesting. Fun times. Yeah. Um, okay. But, uh, I mean, I like, uh, that prologue. Holy. <gasps> I know. I was tearing up. It was amazing. So I'm already, I've already forgotten what this episode was called. Uh, something yeah. about the ways. Dark uh, of the ways. The dark of the ways. Dark in the I'm ways. Go with that. The dark in the it's ways. It's way dark. It was way dark for sure. <laughs> um, it's directed by a new director. So this director is doing the last two episodes. Sierran. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Donnelly. Um, all right. So um, let's get right into it. Okay. So we cold open feet first, of course, on someone (laughs) running through the snow and panting. Uh, We see them from behind. They have uh, spears on their back. Uh, Bodies and the destruction of war surround them. Uh, They turn back to make sure no one is coming and we see that they are veiled. Uh, There's cannons launching in the distance. I thought that was a little inaccurate, but okay. Uh, They stop behind a rock and they remove their veil and we see it as a woman, a very pregnant woman. And suddenly a soldier is on her and we see this woman take on and kill multiple soldiers while clearly in labor and an epic fight sequence begins. Eventually one gets the better of her and stabs her in the side of her abdomen, but she removes his weapon and then kills him with it. Desperate to give birth before dying, she pulls the gold cape off the fallen soldier and crawls to rest behind a rock. Pulling her veil off, we see that she has red hair. Suddenly, a heron-marked sword is pointed at her, and we see who is holding the sword, and it's a helmeted soldier. Will he kill her? Cut to intro. So good. Right? So good. Uh, well, I started crying when I first watched it because I was just like, ah. Yeah, because let me tell you, women do crazy shit when they're in labor. Yeah. Like, just that, like, absolute drive to, it is a primal drive to see that baby safely into the world. Like, there's just nothing that you can do to stop that. Hmm. Um, And it was it was beautiful. Here was, I did have a little beef with this fight scene, though. Oh, no. Okay. I what? thought it was kind of corny, the way they really? shot it. Okay, well, yes. I, I agree. The, like, the frozen, is that what you, go on. Yeah. I'm cutting yes. you off. The freezing in time? Yeah. Like, when they're fighting? Yeah. I was, like, yeah. I was kind of bothered by that, too. And Mario was, like, oh, I think they're just trying to show that she's, like, really good at fighting. And I'm like, cool, it's not quite working for me. But Yeah, that was my only thing. I also feel like they haven't... Mm, like, obviously they could have a bunch of different directors, because every show has a bunch of different directors, but it feels like they haven't quite landed on a... St- 
style when it comes to battles. Mm. Like, it, it doesn't feel like there is a unified language of the show, of, like, filmmaking in the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like, except for a couple of things, like, the, the visual language of the show, I think feels choppy to me because no one like they're just I don't know if they're just like letting each director like completely do their own different thing Mm -hmm. but like it it really it it doesn't always feel like you're watching the same show to me yeah and that that. was my thing about this battle where I was like wait we haven't that's not what sorry do you hear that sorry that's my daughter (laughs) she's okay she's with her dad that's funny. She's got big feelings. Um, I wonder if they will make this the language of the IEL fighting. Like if somehow they're mm. like, oh, they're so skilled that, you know, we're seeing it from their perspective, like moments frozen in time. I'm just trying to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Ha- yeah. make excuses for them really at this point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I-, I agree with you. That kind of threw me off a bit. Too. Yeah, that was my only thing. But like... Loved her, loved the scene, was totally tearing up. But I was like, she just needs to have her baby. I was also, I was confused about the cannons, though. Or, like, the the balls flying in the air. Unless it was Aes Sedai, but, like, I'm like, well, it was a pretty big thing in the book, spoiler, that, like, Mm -hmm. they invent cannons, basically, like, towards the last battle. But, okay. Yeah. That's Aldera. That's what Aldera does. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. But anyway, those were, those were my two things. Otherwise, I was like, oh, that actress did so good. And I see she why really she did. they cast a stunt woman to just play that part. Yeah. Yeah. No, she did fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go post-intro. Okay. So, we're at the last... We're at the end of the last episode, basically. Uh, we're in complete darkness. We're hearing our two Rivers friends calling out for Matt... Um, a torch is lit, and then we glimpse inside the ways for the first time. Uh, the two f- Rivers folks are like, we cannot leave Matt. What are you doing? And Moraine is like, he made his choice. Let's go. And then she leaves, as she often does. That's like kind of her power move. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and then uh, Loyal war- warns them of Machin Shin. And uh, they're like, what is that? And in a strangely unloyal move, rather than explain what it is, he's like, you know, Moraine's going pretty fast, and I'm a big, slow guy. I'm going to follow her, and I suggest that you also do that. Uh, and then after our friends, like, debate a little more, the group moves forward to follow, and Nynaeve is prom- promises them uh, that they will find Matt when this little jaunt to the eye of the world is over. So uh, the group is moving slowly through the ways uh, Lan asks Moraine softly, what if it's Matt? And Moraine is like, look, there's an inherent darkness within him. So if it is him, we need to keep him as far away from the dark one as possible because I know what choice he'd make. And the last thing we need is the dragon reborn going to the dark side. Uh, so uh, we keep walking. Loyal then gives us a little background about how lovely the ways used to be with trees and grass. And now uh, you can basically just like step over the edge and fall into a bottomless pit. And then Lan and Nynaeve get a little moment where he's like teasing her about scowling. And then uh, Perrin sees something ahead and everybody else is like, what? 
nobody else sees anything. Um, and Lan edges out into the darkness, and then they come across a guiding stone. And But someone has clearly damaged it. Uh, they decide to rest while Loyal figures out which way to go. Lan and Moraine have a little moment where they quietly acknowledge that something is following them. I think I may just take us through the whole ways, and then we can just talk about the whole thing. Yeah, no, I like that. Okay, so... Uh, they're settling in for the night, I guess. Uh, we don't really know. It's the ways. Uh, so Egwene lays down next to Ran, and she, like, kind of, like, holds his hand, and then they make up, and they cuddle while Perrin and Nynaeve are looking alone and sad. Uh, Lan is on watch, and, uh, everyone's sleeping, so we kind of, like, zoom out for a second. We just see, like, the fires of their camp. Um, and then... Egwene wakes up to some whistling. Uh, and she's like, hey, Rand, did you hear that? And they're like, things are quiet for just a second. Then suddenly a trollic comes out of nowhere and attacks them. And he is defeated by channeling. And Lan is like, there are trollics in the, or sorry, Loyal is like, a trollic in the ways? How could that happen? And Lan's like, oh, that's how they got to the two rivers. And Egwene is like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to channel. And then Loyal is like, we must hurry before Machin Shin finds us. And we learn finally that it's the Black Wind. And Moraine says, Machin Shin will speak to them, but they must not listen. Uh, there's not enough time to get to the Eye of the World gate now. Uh, the gate to Faldara is closer, so they're going to go there. Um, a flash shows us Pot and Fane in the ways? What? He's standing there menacingly. Uh, and then they start running as Mashin Shin is slowly swooping in. Well, kind of quickly swooping in, I guess. Um, and then they get to the way gate up ahead, but there's like this very skinny bridge that they must cross to get to it. So they're very carefully crossing and then they get over to in front of the gate and Moraine is staring at the gate but Machin Shin is all around them swarming and then each of our friends hears their greatest fears whispered at them uh, we hear uh, Rand is being told that Egwene will never love him as much as he loves her and Perrin's being told that he killed Layla on purpose because he loves another woman and Nynaeve is being told that um, she's never going to be able to save them and then uh the witness kind of like looks like daggers all around them. It's like, ah. and then all of a sudden, Nynaeve's like, oh no, she gets real angry and she does another huge, powerful channel blast, which holds the wind at bay. And that allows Moraine to open the gate. Uh, everyone is going through the gate. And at the very last minute, Lan pulls Nynaeve through. And then we are out of the ways and we're into Fall Dara. Woohoo! All right. What did you think of the ways, Benita? Uh, I liked the ways. Yeah. I kind of wish they had spent more time there. I think that's just what I was expecting. But um, but I liked it. I thought we had beautiful moments. I loved seeing Pod and Fane. Like, the following. Like, as soon as we got that first flash, I was like, yes, he's in the ways. Because <laughs> um, that's going to be super important later. Mm-hmm. That he was in there. Um, I really, I really, I found it interesting when they were like, when Moraine was like, if it is Matt, I would not let him anywhere near. I was like, oh, that's just an interesting choice given the fact that they're recasting him. 
Well, I think it was definitely like what they decided to do since they didn't have a mat for the last two episodes. Right. You know? Which I'm also like, how do you not have a mat? But okay, whatever. Um, from what I can tell from the internet, we don't know why, but it does sound like they these last two episodes were the ones that they had to film when after COVID. So they paused for COVID, came back for these last two episodes, and he just didn't come back. So it was like kind of like a last minute um, change that they had to make. From what I can tell, those scenes at the end of, and nobody really knows, like a lot of this is speculation, but this at least, we don't know why. And, you know, I mean, it would probably have to be something pretty personal for him not to come back and shoot the rest of the series. But, uh, you know, they those scenes at the end of The Ways, it, uh, in this, at the end when they're going in The Ways at the end of the sixth episode, that's like put together from like extra footage that they had of him so i don't think that's what they intended at all and that's what kind of sucks about the whole situation is because you don't want big artistic choices like that being made because of actor availability but like uh i think they did a good job of explaining it in this world since they had to that that was just uh you know we don't know why as far as i can tell he just didn't come back after they came back from covid God. um some people were speculating i forget where if i read this on reddit or heard it somewhere else but like some people were speculating that even the scene in the sixth episode where uh moraine is telling rand that matt was feeding off the darkness of the dagger mm-hmm. as much as it was fe- that that, that might have been added to kind of make this whole storyline make sense oh oh that's interesting but who knows? Again, pure speculation because nobody's really talking. Yeah. Well, like you said, it must have been something really personal. And right. I hope he's okay. And I hope yeah. his family's okay. Exactly. I hope he's okay, too. Um, yeah. So. Okay. But back to the ways. Definitely liked <laughs> it. Um, I liked it. I like that we got a little bit of a, we, we could see the Trollic a little bit. Yeah. I didn't mind him. Not at I didn't all. love him, but I didn't mind him. Um, oh, I definitely was like, I, you, that's the other thing about this episode was that a lot of questions were answered. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. I felt like the last two episodes were so much. Were, well, here's what I, I felt like the last two episodes, like nothing happened. And the Sunderland, so much happened <laughs> in this episode. I'm like, what That's is that? It's kind of like the books, though. Yeah, that is true. That like is the books, true. like a lot doesn't happen for a very yeah. long time. Like yeah. there are literally whole books where like nothing fucking happens. Yeah. Um, I generally don't mind it. But anyway, um, when parents, the, the voice of the voice of Mashi Shin was saying, yeah. You really love somebody else. Yeah. I still don't understand where the fuck they're going with the storyline. But neither. And I, I don't get I, it at all. I don't like the storyline at all. I agree I with don't. you. But, uh, but I was like, ooh, you know, I, I, I was, it makes me more interested in the storyline than I was before. I'll say that. Um, yeah, and I did think, like, you know, with Rand hearing about Egwene, I was like, okay, well, like, because they're going to have such a hard time tearing them apart, if that's what they're doing. <laughs> if they are going to, like, actually, you know what I mean? Well, they like, have to. I know, but are they changing this whole thing so much that they're going to stay together? Like, they never no, love they each can't. other that much. They can't, because to pop forward in the episode a little bit, 
Min says three beautiful women. Well, I don't know, but it felt like she was just kind of teasing him. But I think that's just... Rainbows and carnivals? That's not something that's real. No, I know, but I think that... I think that was a tease, but I think she slipped that last bit in because she... Spoiler. She knows that one of the women is her. Or they just threw that in as like an Easter egg for all the book readers and they're just going to get rid of it altogether. That is a possibility. That is a possibility. But Only because... Like, it's just so bad that they're making, like, Egwene and Rand, like, so in love. Because they're just not like that in the books, you know? That's why it was so easy for them to just be like, actually, you know what? I don't love you. They, like, hadn't even kissed in the books. You know what I mean? They were just promised to each other. They were practically promised. Exactly. And it was still a little shocking to me in the books when they just, like, broke up with, like, very little pomp and circumstance, you know? (laughs) But, like more understandable because they had never you know is more like uh betrothed but now i don't it was like it's gonna be really hard to see how they're able to separate and move on from each other if they're still going to because they've made them like so in i mean we'll get to obviously that a little bit further in the episode i think it really works for me and when we get to when we get to it a little bit later in the episode I'll, i'll i'll see why it works for me Okay. I actually think it's a good choice to make it stronger. Make their love stronger. But they're going to be so heartbroken. How will they move on? Because once he once he realizes that he's the dragon reborn, he needs to separate himself from anybody that he can hurt. So he needs to like push away from that and find something new. Uh, I see what you're saying, but it's still... Because, anyway, I feel like he already knows he's the Dragon Reborn by the time we he's having that conversation with Egwene later in the episode. You I know? think he's still trying to deny it. Well, yes, but... Uh, I don't know. So, it, okay. Yeah. But if, if I'm Rand and I'm the Dragon Reborn... Mm-hmm. I'm going to push away the woman that I, like, desperately love and just find, like, a new rando woman? Yeah. Hmm. I think I think he's going to push her away because he doesn't want to hurt her the same way that in the books, spoiler, maybe, um, he pushes Tam away, right? This whole, our whole podcast is just spoilers it at this just, point. Like, it's just one big spoiler. I'm not even trying anymore. Sorry, y'all. It's just, like... <laughs> If you haven't read the books and you don't want to be spoiled, you just probably shouldn't listen to us. <laughs> I don't know. We should be called the one shower. Ch- the... Yes. <laughs> yep. Sorry, guys. That's the day while talking. The one power spoiling hour. Ooh, new title. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. All right, let's talk about that more when we get there. Okay, okay. Uh, save yes. it, save it, save it. Okay. Because I love that this is like a... This is a great discussion point, but we have like we have a a great scene that we can like really get dive back into this. Okay, Um, loved it. Loved naive channeling to like keep machine chin. I never know how to say this away. That was great. Yeah, I really feel like they have. um, You know, they're really doing well with like naive showing her like uncontrollable 
channeling yeah. mm-hmm. and also her block. You know what I mean? Like it really yeah. feels uncontrolled. Yeah. And I know that they have made Moraine more powerful in the in the series than she's in the books. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like Nynaeve is sign- like it still feels like she's significantly more powerful oh, than yeah. Moraine. Like just the epicness of her channeling. Oh, yeah, I think definitely I feel that, too. I think, like, for me, like, it feels like Maureen is more powerful just in the fact that she, like, has a traveling Tehran real. <laughs> like, you know, like, stuff like that. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so annoyed by that. Oh, so annoyed. Anyway. Uh, so But I thought the stupid. ways looked really good. It was, like, yeah, these bridges and total void on the side. And, yep. you know, uh, I liked that, you know, Machin Shin was, like, awakened by the channeling in mm-hmm. the, you know. Um, yeah, I thought that the ways worked really well for me. Yeah, um, me too. I, uh, the one thing I will say, though, is I thought the voices were really cheesy. Wait, really? Like the sound of the voices? I, I did didn't, not like I didn't that. pick up on that. Uh, they sounded like so robotic to me. It was like, I don't know. There was like, <laughs> it was not whispering. You know what I mean? It just sounded dumb. Yeah. It was a little too like computery um, rather than like whispers in the wind, you know? Like Yeah. I, I will say I, I imagined the black wind. I don't know why. I felt like if it touched you, you were immediately a goner. Um, but I looked it yeah. up. I looked it up in the um, the companion bug and it, it doesn't, it's not super specific about that it just says like um it it just says that it will like steal your mind so i guess this is possible that they would hear it and you could still survive it but that was the only other thing that like sort of threw me off yeah because i was like well how does it steal your soul like how does it like wouldn't it already be stealing their souls but i don't know maybe because it got out in time yeah that was the only thing that i was like hmm that doesn't quite make sense to me, but that's fine. Yeah. I don't remember as much about, like, how it works. Yeah. But, like, like I said, like, emotionally, I think, I think that's what it comes down to about this episode also, is, like, emotionally it really worked for me in a lot of ways. So, like, even when stuff didn't line up with the books or, like, didn't make sense, according to the rules that like the wheel of time canon has set up mm-hmm. it so worked emotionally that i i was okay with it nice yeah ways worked for me i liked it we love the ways y'all it was creepy um all right cool let's move along because we're in uh we're in faldara now um they're outside the way gate and everyone is clearly upset by what they heard in the wind and Maureen is like, whatever you heard, put it out of your minds. And then she turns and walks away <laughs> towards the city. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Just like She knows a power know. move. She does. She has the, she, that's, her, that's her one thing. Um, so uh, in Faldara, uh, they're greeted by a group of Shinaran soldiers. And Uno's there. And he's I such know. a good Uno, right? Oh, my God. I love it. He's like so good. He looks exactly like Uno should look. Yes. Um, and they lead uh, they lead our group to Lord Algamar and Lady Amelisa. When Lord Algamar greets the group, he calls Lan Daishan. Uh, and Moraine 
addresses him and is like, we're here with a warning. And before she can finish, Lord Algamar is like, blah, blah, blah. I'm the Lord. I've always protected this. I don't need Aes Sedai help. Maybe my sister who loves the White Tower has called you, but I'm fine. And then she's like, are you going to let me finish? And uh, she's like, I have no intention of advising you, but there are Trollocs in the way. So actually, I will advise you. You should put some soldiers at the way gate. Uh, quick little scene there. Any thoughts? I mean, it's a quick little scene. It's love nice to world. see all those characters. Yeah. yeah I loved the world. Um, yeah. I love the world that they set up. Uh, thought he was a little bit of a dick. Yeah, totally. But like, like, you know, kind of ate his words at the end. Yeah. The feathers that were like on his shoulders and like whatever he was wearing was super cool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Did you notice I really liked when they came out of the waves, Moraine's eyes were like, like red and raw. She's the only one that looks like she's been on this crazy journey. (laughs) I have to say, everyone else is still like pristine and Moraine is like haggard. (laughs) You know what? That's so true. Why? If anything, it should be the opposite. Right? Uh, She's just so busy like protecting all of them, I guess. But I'm like, okay, well, there you go. Rosamund Pike, we know she's going to go all in. (laughs) Apparently they didn't feel like the others needed to. That's so true. Oh my god! Yeah, I really liked. I really liked that. Yeah, why don't they do that? Now I'm gonna be bugged by that. Okay. Yeah, the city looks cool. City looks cool. Yeah, love the costumes. I love the world. I thought, yeah, Lady Amalisa was. Well, we'll talk about her She's in a little bit. Beautiful, She's but anyway, beautiful. I liked her outfit. Um, okay, so then we cut back to Pod and Fane outside the way gate. What the fuck? How did he get out? I don't know. I don't know. Huh, I don't he's... know because now it requires channeling. Yeah, it's uh, it's a question mark. Uh, and we see him. He saunters towards the city. He's so like he's. I think it's so interesting that like. Uh, in the books, he's, like, represented as, like, such as, like, cowering, like, and yeah. this pot and fan is just, like, I know what's happening. I'm whistling. I'm sauntering. I'm just having a grand old time <laughs> being a hound for the dark one. Yeah. I just, yeah. I do, I do sort of wish they made him a little bit more like they did in the books because I thought it was, like, very powerful. You know, even when Pottenfain ends up in Camelin, he's like this wretched beggar. Like he's been, he's been through it, right? right? And that's part of what drives his hate of Rand. Right. Is that like he has been ground down to nothing having to chase them. Right. And this, he's like, he's totally fine. He's like the rest of the characters. They're just kind of going along and <laughs> no worse for wear. Yep. That's funny. I wonder if we'll see that, like, turn come eventually. Maybe season two. I hope so. Also, because he seems like a good actor. I mean, I don't know. We really only got, like, one scene with him, but I really liked him in that scene. Yeah. So I also hope they give him a chance to do more than whistle and saunter. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Um, he's this like big mystery in the show. We'll see what they're oh, going to yeah. do. All right. So now we have Lady Amelisa and she is leading Moraine to her rooms. And then Moraine is asking if Min is still in town. And uh, Lady Amelisa is like, oh, why do you want to talk to Min? And Moraine's like, well, wouldn't you? And they have like a little banter about like how Lady Amelisa believes in like things like that. But her brother is like very like, no, I'm cool. I don't believe in your woo woo. I said die seer fortune teller stuff. Um, and then they get to the rooms and Lady Amelie says, like, so no one told me and I said I was coming, so why were you in the ways? And Maureen is like, mm, not gonna tell you. Appreciate your discretion. And we learn that Lady Amelisa has trained at the tower. She has a ring on. It doesn't have a stone. Uh, so we know she didn't actually become an Aes Sedai. And then Moraine is like, I need a message sent to the tower about a man named Matt Cawthon. Who should I send it to? The Red Aja. What? Yeah, I don't know. That was Matt. a big question for me. Well, I was no. like, well, yeah. What? Is that just like the show writers are mad at Barney? <laughs> so they're like, Matt's <laughs> going to the Red Aja? Like, well, what? I was like, maybe she really does think that he's the dragon at this point yeah but still that seems like super dangerous to be like yeah well i mean if yeah, anything, it's just a him... weird thing yeah that i don't i don't understand it i don't know where they're going with it yeah i just i none of that made sense to me i did appreciate that we now have our question answered about the rings yes um, I still think the rings look fucking stupid and I hate them. Yeah, they look real dumb without a stone for sure. I know. Just big empty thing. I, not a fan. But um, I did appreciate that they answered that question. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it was like, if you're going to go have somebody find Matt, shouldn't it be the yellow? That's exactly what I thought. Heal that mm -hmm. poor boy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Maybe Maureen will change her mind after. It just seemed like very rash of her. And Maureen is very like cautious. Calculated. And like, exactly. And yeah. hates Leandrin. So why on earth would she like. Why are you telling the rat? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, hopefully that will just be a little plot thread that falls to nowhere. Yeah, I hope so. Because I don't. It, it makes no sense. No. All right. We are walking through the city uh, with our party. Egwene can sense that something is troubling Rand. Was it what was said in the wind? Forget it. None of that is true. And then Perrin notices Pot and Fane? What? Is that Pot and Fane? And then Aeneve is like, no, no, no. Pot and Fane is dead. He died at bell time with everybody else when the Trollocs attacked. So our group enters a tavern and there's a punk rock man tending the bar. Perrin is telling Rand about the wave of the leaf, which I loved. So <laughs> and cute. Then, uh, we get this like brief moment of relaxation and banter between our, our, our friends from the two rivers. Moraine's over at the bar questioning Min. Uh, we learn that Min uh, can see things. So uh, after she like basically threatens Min <laughs> with exposing her, uh, Min's like, okay, I'll read these dumb people you brought in here with me. Uh, she sees yellow eyes and blood running down Perrin's chin. She sees Rand rocking a baby. And over the girls, they don't tell us which one, they, she sees a white flame and a ring of gold. 
they're all linked, which is unusual. There's sparks of light surrounding all four of them. Uh, the sparks of light are trying to overthrow the shadows while the shadows are trying to swallow the sparks of light. Um, they're all very clear visions, which means that these people are more important to the pattern than your average people. Um, and Maureen's like, well, is anybody like clearer, more powerful than the rest? And Min's like, nope, everybody's just the same. And then Maureen's like, you see something about me? And she's like, Min is like, yes, I see the Amberlynn seat in full regalia and she will be your downfall. What did you think of our Min? Oh my god, I loved her so much. Loved her. Yes. Loved I did her. too. I'm like, oh, she looks cool. She looks cool. She's interesting. I like that she's a little older. I like that they kept that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little older than the rest of our group. Um, I loved her. I liked how they did her viewings. Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. Um, I had questions about the viewings, though. Rand holding a baby. Yeah, I and then big questions after our later scene with Min because I'm like, is she for some reason like does Min not trust Moraine? Is she like saying a vision that's not true? Because it's obviously not a vision of Rand that's in the books no. unless he's like holding himself. I don't know. That's what I was thinking it had to be. Yeah. Because if if it was then he would be holding twins. Right. right, if it's from the book, it would be twins. So why is it just one child? Who aren't even really born before the whole series ends. No, they're not. So so I was like, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought more by the end of the episode, I thought maybe she was trying to, like, protect him, throw him off the scent, because she clearly knows more than she's revealing. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe. And maybe she's just, like, irritated at Moraine for, like, using her in this way, you know, and basically yeah. threatening to expose her unless she, like does her trick for her yeah you know? yeah so i thought that was kind of a cool power move maybe from min by the end because i i too was like that vision makes zero sense right yeah i don't know but all in all i liked min i liked i liked this little moment of respite that they get where we just see them all together it was nice and see i told you perrin was going was was coming around to You're the right. belief uh, you were uh, right I can I can admit when I was wrong. And I was wrong. Yeah, he's definitely trying to sell the others on it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that we didn't see um uh that they didn't tell us if it was Nynaeve or Gwen with like the white flame sign or if it was both because I couldn't tell so they said a ring of gold and a white flame. So to me that meant Amarlincy. Yeah. But it could just mean like oh they're both going to be Aes Sedai maybe. Yeah, that's what, honestly, I thought Amarlin's seat, but then, like, I don't, because the ring is not specific to the Amarlin seat, I was like, oh, it's just that they're going to be Aes Sedai. That's how I took it. Mm. Yeah. I know, I didn't notice what the what ring Swan was wearing in the last episode. I feel like I need to go uh, I think it was just a regular it. ring. But it must have had, like, a specific stone for the Omerlin. Yeah. You know, you're right. Um, I don't know. Anyway, probably just that they're both going to be Aes Sedai. Yeah, that's um, what I think. And thought it was, you know, good of the show again to specifically be like, the Amerlin seat in full regalia is going to be your downfall, <gasps> not Salon. 
Oh, I didn't even take that. Yeah, interesting. But also, like, it just feels like this is obviously like a pretty big change from the book because Maureen didn't really have any beef with the tower in like the main series. Right. So it feels like they're definitely amping that up more, maybe pulling in more of that, like, you know, her origin in the tower being big beef when the Emerlin seats. Um, But obviously there's going to be some throwdown between Leandrin and Moraine. I'm calling it now. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Worked. Worked Yay. So happy we saw Min. Um, Interesting that they put her in Faldara, but not a really big, like, sticking point. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So now we're dusk in Faldara. Uh, They're back at the palace. Uh, They're in, uh, our two rivers friends are kind of like in one of the sitting rooms, all chatting together, the fire, and then Moraine and and Lan enter, and Moraine's like, we're leaving tomorrow at sunrise, so get your rest. And Rand is like, who is that bartender? And and Moraine's like, oh, it's a girl I've known since she was a baby or very young or something. And then Nynaeve is like, do not lie to us. And Moraine is like, I've had enough of you, girl. I can't lie. How many times do I have to tell you that? Um, And then she tells them that, you know, about men and that she sees glimpses of the pattern. And she had hoped that she would tell me, uh, tell her, tell Moraine, which one of them is the dragon so that she can save the rest. Because whoever is going to go to the eye of the world and is not the dragon is going to die there. Ground to dust between two forces of nature. And our two rivers friends are like, what the fuck, Maureen? <laughs> like, you're just telling us this now? Like, whatever. And I was like, um, I'm sorry. We're not just going to follow you blindly. We're going to decide if we're going to go. And then Maureen's like, fine, make your decision. We're leaving at dawn. And power move <laughs> leaves the room. Um, so then we get our two rivers friends alone. Um, they're all arguing about whether or not they should go. Um, and then Perrin's like, oh, what if Matt is the dragon? And Egwene is like, oh my god, yeah, right, like, Matt would be the dragon. And then Rand is like, yells at Egwene and is like, you never liked Matt. You never gave him a chance. Um, how could you even say that? And then uh, Egwene is like, what? No, I, 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 you know, he left us. He left us. And then Rand is like, well, you're the one who would know about leaving. And then Perrin is like, whoa, you owe her an apology, man. And then Nynaeve is like, oh my gosh, I can't stand that you two are just always fighting over her. Like, she's some kind of prize. And then everyone's like, <gasps> and then Rand is like, oh, I knew it. When you proposed to Layla, it was the same day that Egwene and I got together. And he's like, I've had enough of this. I'm out. And then Nynaeve is like, oh my gosh, I'm so, and then Egwene is like, shut up. And she leaves. And then Perrin leaves. And then Nynaeve's just like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I done fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're both like pretty not into this storyline. I don't understand this storyline. Yeah, I don't know why they're like, Perrin has a thing for Egwene. Also, it. Is it just because I'm sick? But I like I just also found it very confusing. Yeah, because it was like naive was like I'm tired of you fighting over her, but like neither Rand nor Egwene like 
knew that like it was like news to them so i'm yeah. like so then how are they fighting yeah what is- it's all very confusing it's it's one of those big like changes that you're like why but why yeah it doesn't make any sense parent and a are never together like you know like it's just nothing to do with anything you're just trying to make Perrin feel more guilty because he, like, loved Egwene. He had to love somebody else in the village more than his wife. And that's what the whole thing was. There's no miscarriage. I, I'm i over this storyline, y'all. I, yeah, I mean, listen. Perrin's storylines are always kind of dicey for me anyway. <laughs> I'm always like, ugh, it's a Perrin chapter. Totally. And totally. now... It's this, like, I just, I don't understand it. I don't like it. I'm like, oh, would he just go to Nynaeve to, like, bitch about it? And that's why Nynaeve says that? Like, does, like, this, I like, don't know. It protective... doesn't make sense. So, yeah. I hate, I wonder. I hate the storyline. I think it's stupid. Yeah. I hate it. But the earlier stuff about, like, listen, whoever doesn't go is going to die i liked i like that part of the scene yeah um i will i will say if our showrunners are trying to get perrin and Egwene together to get rid of gowan and fayil i would support that 100 because i hate those characters <laughs> but i feel like i'm alone in that that would make you very happy we lose two of our lamest characters. According to you, I disagree. According to me. I disagree. I know, I know. I like Fayil. I feel like if you had first read these books in the, in your 40s, you would also oh, think that 100%. they were the lamest characters. You're like, <laughs> you know what, though? Let's be honest. The lamest of the lame is Perrin. Oh, yeah. Probably true. <laughs> She's like, we could just cut oh, Perrin out of the whole thing. Paris. <laughs> Sorry. We could at least cut like the very major like plot that takes us away from our real plot all the time with him and Fayel. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I don't even. Oh gosh, I'm just thinking ahead to like how unwieldy this plot gets in the later books. <laughs> so much ends up going on. Oh, anyway. Okay. Anyway, so let's uh let. Let's get back to our episode. Yeah. Um, so we see Moraine and Lan on a balcony. Um, and he's like, knows that something is bothering her. And she's like, oh, you know, it's just like nostalgia. Kind of being here, like, reminds me of the night we met. She's like, I've taken everything from you. And he's like, no, you've given me something to live and die for. And she's like, don't you have someone to go see? And then he goes to leave. And she's like, oh, by the way, I like her. The wisdom. Uh, so just a short scene again, like it's cute. I like that we see a lot of affection between Maureen and Lan. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Like they have a much sweeter relationship than they do in the books, and I like that. It works for me. Yeah, and I like this Lan. Like the Lan in the books is very hard, and I feel like Daniel Henney plays him a little bit softer, mm-hmm. and I like that. I don't know. <laughs> that I don't know about. Like, I kind of wish he was... I kind of wish he was more like Lan in the books. I like this Lan, but 
I think a lot of the emotional payoff of things that happen later in the books is because he is so hard. Mm. But I guess we get, yeah. I guess we get other emotional moments because he's softer. Yeah. And we get them sooner than we would otherwise, so. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. Like you said, mixed bag. Yeah. Uh-oh, she sees something happening. Oh, well, we just moved into a new house, and I just see a, a, a neighbor, I think, is bringing us cookies. Which is well, really sweet. cookies <laughs> when we moved into our house. Yeah, I just saw this random woman walking up, and I, I think that's a neighbor. That's really nice. Aww. That is nice. <laughs> I still only know like one of my neighbors and we've been here for a year now. Yeah. Well. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> okay. So uh, Lan, we go to Lan. He's walking through the city and Nynaeve is tracking him. Uh, he goes into a house and he's greeted by family there as Nynaeve watches. And he's being served dinner by them and then he catches her watching him and surprises her outside uh and then he invites her in and she's welcome there uh the woman in the house calls her naive sedai and she's like no 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 i'm not an Sedai. uh and then uh the head of the household a man named zahir uh he thanks uh naive for keeping his daishan safe and then uh they have dinner and lan is very sweet with the young child in the room and then Nynaeve walks Lan home afterwards and they say goodnight outside of his door and uh, you know there's a lot of tension in the air and then we're inside the room with Lan and he's undressing and uh oh there's Nynaeve she's back in his room and she's like do you want me to leave and then they like come together for some sexy sexy time Oh That's my it. god. <laughs> so this is very different yeah. than the butts. Um And I need is so like I want him and I'm gonna get but him. But can we talk about what a creeper <laughs> she was stalking him? Total. Almost totally, like, totally. You have very <laughs> low EQ, lady. Um, totally, totally. But it does seem like kind of this game that they have yes. where they're like kind of like track each other. Yeah. Each, you know. Um, I did think so, you know, earlier I was saying that I wished Lan was harder because of those like mm-hmm. emotional payoffs in the book. But because he is softer, uh-huh. we get we get different emotional payoffs sooner. And I think this is one of them, right? Where we yeah. see him with the little girl and it's very sweet. Um Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in the books, I mean, it takes them forever to, like, actually get together. So mm-hmm. the whole scene of, like, are they going to? No, they can't. Wait, what? No. But then they do. And I was very excited about it. Yeah. I love but love. can we talk about how Land only has scars on his back? Like, Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's interesting. Yeah. He's like, the only way anyone can get to me is if I'm not looking. <laughs> no, but like, I'm like, where did that come from? Um, yeah, I, it, they did like very specifically show it. So I wonder, you know, if there's anything to that. Also, I did. I was thinking the whole time just because, again, as I'm going to mention, like almost every episode, I just read New Spring. <laughs> I was like, 
this guy that he goes to visit like basically dies in that book right it, they don't have the same name so i know it's not like yeah, the direct yeah, yeah, one yeah. but i thought that the guy that he traveled with in new spring was like the last of the men who took him away from uh, malkir as it was falling that. um i don't remember pretty that. sure you're probably right and then he dies in um in New Spring. But anyway, maybe I'm wrong and maybe there is one more that he goes to visit in Faldara, but I think this is just like uh you know, they're just it's, like we're gonna forget that all those guys are dead and and uh this is a nice way to like show Land's backstory, which right, I'm fine with. Right. Also I love that they just bonded over the fact that like their families died. Mm. They're trauma bonded. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, I'm excited they did it. Very, they totally did it. Oh my gosh, there's so much sex in there's this so show much. that there isn't in the books. <laughs> well, it's really funny. It's All like, these characters are still virgins at this point. I know everyone's doing it in the book. I mean, in the show. Although it's funny because I think if you like, yes, this is so much more sexual than the books are, but also. It's still way less sexual than a lot of TV, <laughs> right? Like yeah, you don't actually true. even see anybody doing it. You just see it afterwards. Like you know, everyone wants to compare it to Game of Thrones, right? Like if you just think about how Game of Thrones handled sex versus like these people, it's yeah. like they kiss and then suddenly it's afterwards. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Which you don't like- even get a hint of what's going on. Oh, no. Not at all. But I'm still scandalized, too, because I'm like, nobody does it in the books. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they didn't do it until they were married, which is, like, way down the line. (laughs) But, you know, whatever. Uh, It's nice. I I like seeing Lan and Nynaeve fall in love because it just comes out of nowhere in the books. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Did you guys even talk to each other? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Anyway. Okay, so then um, we cut to Rand in the yard, and he's shooting arrows over and over at Tutla, so it's like target practice for him. Uh, Egwene approaches, and she's like, you were supposed to come and apologize to me. And he's like, yeah, I know when you're ready to apologize, or when you're ready to talk to me, you're going to come find me. And then she's like, there's nothing between me and Perrin. And he's like, I know. And she's like, but that's not what I'm mad about. Like, how could you dare think I'd not care about Matt? And then, uh, you know, they make up and Rand is like, I don't want to lose you, um, but you have this power within you. You need to go to and, you know, see this power through. And she's like, no, I'm not going to go without you. Like, I made that mistake once and I'm not doing it again. Um, and then Rand is like, well, you know, every I said I needs a warder. Do you think I'd let anybody else be your warder but me? And uh, and then they uh, and she's like, and then they make out and makeup and then she's like just so you know if it is you like i will be by your side and that's it i loved this scene it was so beautiful yeah he was like i'll be your warder but also did you think <sighs> that like he wasn't that great of a shot i know right compared to how <laughs> i was like looked. isn't he supposed to be like really good where's you know? the flame and i and thought Floyd? like also like i kind of Yes, I said that exactly. Exactly. I was like, how come we haven't talked about the flame in the void yet? And uh, it's showing Rand. He, he, maybe he's just really agitated. So the shot, you know, that's how we see it. It's like his shots are like slightly off center. I don't know. I'm just trying to make excuses yeah. again for the show. So sweet. Yeah, but that's why I just feel like 
I don't know. That breakup's going to be so hard to get over. And, like, how will Egwene be as good of friends with Elaine? And how will, like, you know, are they really going to yeah. be able to rise above, like, this, like, great love story that they have in this telling, you know? I I think they're going to pull it off. Okay. I do. I'm skeptical. Only time will tell. But I think no. so. Okay. All right. So then we're back in Rand. No, not Rand's room. We're back in Land's room. <laughs> uh, Nynaeve is putting her braid back together. And then uh, she's getting dressed after they did it. And uh, we learn, um, she's like, why did they call you Daishan? And he tells her the whole story of Malkir, how the how Malkir was taken over by the Blight, and how the man that um, he was visiting was one of the people that took him um uh, it took him away as his family was slaughtered and they like protected him. So he is a king without a kingdom. And now Nynaeve understands more why he's bonded to Moraine. And he reminds her that a wisdom never weds. And then he's like, oh, come on, stay the night with me. That's it. Very cute. This is when they get trauma bonded. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're like, wait a minute, your family was slaughtered? My family was slaughtered. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but very sad. Um, yeah, I thought it was sweet. I liked it. I like them together. I like the whole thing. I like the whole thing. Thank you. Um, okay. So now we're back with Rand and Egwene are in bed. Um, and Rand's awake though. And he is troubled. Uh, we get a flashback. Of Beltine and Rand is taking his father through the woods to get him to Edmund's field after he's been um, wounded by the Trollocs. And uh, Tam is uh, kind of mumbling about uh, he didn't mean to find her and the baby was so small, so tiny. Uh, and Rand is like, what? What are you talking about, Dad? And then uh, we cut to Rand is shooting arrows again at the targets. And then we get more flashbacks. We see Rand. He channeled to get that door down. Rand, he recognized Dragon Mount. Rand, that was him channeling in the ways to kill the Trolloc, not Egwene. And then we hear that Rand is lear- learning from Machin Shin that he is the dragon. Oh, no. He is the dragon reborn. Rand. Love, love, loved everything about the scene. I was like, oh, yes. Like, as soon as we we cut back to the woods. Oh, so glad they did the that. The flashback. Because that was something that we had been upset about. We were like, wait a minute. You don't have Tam mumbly in the woods. Oh, that changes so much. And we're like, oh, they, we did. We just didn't see it. And that's why I think, you know, I, I think I always, I, I've said multiple times, right? Like, it, it, oh, the TV and film is such a different medium than books. And so I love that they withheld this. Uh, so good. It was so good. I like literally threw my hands up in the air Yeah. when I watched this. Did I say that already? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Day cool, guys. Um, so good. Loved it. I loved that he, I just, I love the whole thing. I love that we saw him channeling in the ways because like, of course he was going to go save Egwene. Like, of course that's what he was going to do. That was like his first, like, uh, I mean, obviously he had channeled to, to bring the door down, but fantastic. Yeah. Also, I would just like to say 
I meant to say this in one of the earlier scenes where they were talking about Pat and Fane and that he died on Beltine. Mm-hmm. I was right. It was fucking Beltine. You're right. Yes. When it was supposed to be winter night. In the book, yes. they talk about winter night. That's and right. And now it's all bell time. So, like, I just want I just want an award because I was right. <laughs> I want star. everyone to vote. I want – thank you. I want my stickers. Anita <laughs> <laughs> um, gets all the gold stars. I want my gold star, damn it. I was right. Um, no, loved, loved, loved everything about – like, loved. And it's suddenly, like – Rand has such a shitty attitude in this series that he, like, he's a little more, he's a little, like, nicer in the books, and he's got kind of a shitty attitude in the series, and it, like, always kind of bugged me, and I'm like, oh, this is why he has a shitty attitude, because he is trying to deny the truth every step of the way, because he's like, oh, the fact that one of us is the dragon that's ridiculous like you know he's always fighting with marine he's like trying to be pouty like i've just fucking hated his attitude and now i'm like aha because you've known yeah um all right so love it loved loved the final finally we have our reveal and just like I texted you, I was like, oh, no, Rand's probably going to reveal himself before they all have to go to the eye of the world and die. <laughs> right. Right. And and I think this is why it like the whole Egwene Rand thing works for me because he's already I think he's already mentally said goodbye. Like when he was like, oh, right. oh yeah. I'm going we'll to see be your warder. Scene. Yeah. He doesn't mean it. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be your warder. And it's like, he's just saying that to make her feel better. He doesn't yeah. think that. Yeah, he already he thinks knows he's, he's going to die. Yeah. He thinks he's going to die, like, right now when he goes to the Isle of the World. Right. So, so that'll be interesting when he comes back. If he comes if back. If he comes back. I don't know. That was weird. So let's talk about this next scene. When Rand goes to find Min. And, uh... She goes in, he goes in, and he's like, oh, did you know I'm coming? And she's like, yeah, kind of comes with the territory. And then uh, he's like, so tell me I'm not the Dragon Reborn. And she's like, okay, you're not the Dragon Reborn. And then she's like, okay, do you really want to hear what I have to say? And she tells the story about how her first vision was seeing uh, a man walking through Tarvalon, Tarvalon, <laughs> when uh, she was a child, and uh, he had a Heronmark sword, and she saw a whole vision of the the scene that we've been seeing in the prologue, um, and then we cut back to the prologue scene, and we see uh, the man with the holding the sword over um, our pregnant woman fighter woman um, is Tam, and he helps the woman give birth, and then uh, when she dies directly after giving birth. He takes the baby with him. Uh, and uh, she tells him that she knows that the dragon bed would be born has been uh, being raised on a mountain in an area with two rivers. Um, and he's like, okay, well, do you see anything else? And she's like, rainbows and carnivals and three beautiful women. And then uh, he's like, so do you see me? Am I, am I going to come back? And she doesn't really say anything. And that's the end of the scene yeah i just love men i love yeah. i love her i'm sad we only get her in two episodes yeah yeah this is great although uh you know this is another case where it's like 
Min is a little more... I don't want to say powerful, but she's more all-knowing in the series than she is in the books. Right. You're like, oh, Min, you just decided to tell nobody that the dragon reborn was living in the two rivers? Like, that would have saved Roraine a lot of trouble. Right, right, right. Um, Yeah, in the books, it's very clear that, like, she sees stuff, but she doesn't always know what it means. Yeah. And she doesn't, you know, and it'll only be after the fact that she realizes, like, what it meant. Um, and in the book, and she's I not always... fucking psychic. Like, she doesn't right. know Rand is going to walk in the door. Totally. She's probably, you know, just teasing him at that point. But, like, oh, uh, yeah. uh, but she, you know, in the books, I always felt like her visions were more just, like, seeing pictures like symbols not like actually like movies playing out like this prologue scene yeah you know yeah 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 i didn't mind it just because it was like a way to tell the story like whatever it's fine um it also feels like it's more yeah like they were more cryptic yeah than than literal yeah the way they are in this series just kind of like if maureen's been seeing you like all this time like how you never told her that like the dragon reborn was yeah why would she keep that secret it's just a little bit strange but um yeah but yeah this but this scene i was like oh okay probably the vision she told of rand was not actually the vision that she had of Rand because she knew that he was the Dragon Reborn and she told Marine that she didn't. So Min can tell lies, everybody. She ain't no Aes Sedai. <laughs> Wait. But they were all from the two rivers. So, like, how would she could have thought it was either one? Well, no. Never mind. Oh, she, like, clearly no. knew that it was him. No, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. She's a fucking liar. Totally. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> She's trying to protect him. Maybe she does know she loves him. Who knows? She's I'm waiting to see what they're gonna that. what they're gonna come up with with that. I think they're gonna go for it. I don't know how they're gonna get there. <sighs> I know, but now like I'm in love with the Rand and Gwen relationship. It's and a it's really not beautiful fair. relationship. Yeah. yeah. I don't want him to go off with Min and Avienda and Elaine. Yeah. Although this whole, like, all these love relationships that are, like, slightly different than they are in the books, they're a little CW to me. <laughs> it feels a little CW. I'm like, wait, you parents fighting over you? Like, yeah, maybe. Maybe that maybe Egwene will still realize that she doesn't actually love him. I don't know. It just no seems like way. it's going to be a lot harder. Yes. Yeah. Which, you know, maybe that's the point, right? So we'll we'll get more, like, attached and invested. It's, it's the whole her, like, being able to release him and yet still also watch him with three women. <laughs> like, you know? Right. I don't know. I don't that's know. <laughs> yeah. That's hard. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, Egwene is a, she is a very strong character and she is powerful beyond belief. But I still feel like. Can we also, like... can we just talk about how she's the only one who is just, like, ready to do what needs to be done to save the world, and everybody else is just being selfish. Oh, yeah. They're like, I don't want to. And she's like, guys, it's to save the fucking world. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Like, 
longed for a higher calling and yeah. is ready to accept it. Yeah. All right. So it's morning and Egwene goes to Nynaeve's room and opens the door and, ooh, it hasn't been slept in. And she definitely notices that and teases Nynaeve <laughs> when Nynaeve arrives. Um, and then Nynaeve apologizes to her and Perrin gets there. So uh, they're all talking about what they've decided. We see Rand walking down the hallway and then knocking down, uh, knocking on a door. But fake out, Nynaeve opens the door to Lan. And Moraine opens the door to Rand. And Rand looks at her and is like, it's me. And Moraine is like, <gasps> but she doesn't say anything. And then Lan is like, uh, Moraine masked our bond and she's gone. And then they're like, she's gone, but oh. She's gone with Rand. And then cut to Moraine and Rand are walking toward the Blight. They have to go through the Blight to get to the Eye of the World. They start moving their way through all the vines and thorns. And then the show ends. And we are looking at the Blight-covered landscape. And the show ends. That's it. That's it. It ends. I Okay. I loved and hated this question okay. mark interesting okay. i love i'm just like well uh, uh, i just didn't what how would she not take land that was it actually that's the only thing i hated why would Ooh, she not take land that is interesting i didn't consider that but um super or maybe because land was with my knee and she knew that so she couldn't like take land without alerting Nynaeve because they kind of left before morning. Yeah, but she could also just be like, guys, don't come. It's Rand. Like, we're cool. I don't think that... I think she knows Nynaeve would not just let Rand go off to, yeah, like, that's die. True. That's true. But they're stronger together, right? Like, men saw that, right? Like, they're all connected. I mean, I guess... I guess we don't really know that yet. I guess that wasn't super clear. Yeah, I mean, Moraine has this, like, very, this idea that all the rest of them would die for some reason, which, again, is not an idea that's in the books. That's not a prophecy. Like, can we just take a moment to be grateful that it's not a five-headed dragon? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Thank God. I was going to be so fucking annoyed. It was like, they're all the dragons. Shut up. No. It's like, there can't be this many prophecies that all say different things. That's not how prophecies work. But I don't know. So. I love the look of the blight. Yeah, it was not how I imagined the blight. Me either. I, I didn't think, I thought the blight was like more barren that's what i thought too i thought more barren but like the few plants that there were were like black and sickly but i still liked the look of it it definitely was not what i pictured but i liked it yeah but this definitely looks like something that will consume a whole kingdom like malakir right right i think it's more visually yes impactful totally it's a stronger visual i think absolutely Um, and also, yeah. it looks more dangerous to go through it. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean. I'm like, okay. I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the next episode. I have so, to. yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's the question, right? Because you were like, listen, 
you got two episodes to make me a fan again because I'm fucking pissed. I know. They did it. They did they it. They did it. Yeah. Just don't let that other director who directed the last two episodes do any. No, I'm just kidding. It can't be her <laughs> fault. It's not her fault that, uh, that uh, you know, an actor isn't available to shoot the rest of the series. And yeah, it's not her fault that all kinds of other things happened. Oh, can I just mention, though, like, Please. did we just forget L'Oreal was with them? We haven't seen him like since oh they got God. to the city. Yeah. <laughs> What is going on? Oh, Where's yeah. The- I totally forgot. <laughs> they were like utter reverence for the builder until we don't need you. Yeah. I'm like, he's nowhere. That seems weird. Um, what What happens in the books? I don't remember. Oh, gosh. Does he I just stay? Either. No, he goes there because he ends up, he goes to the eye of the world because he ends up singing oh, the tree right, to that's death. Right, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Or the tree, whatever that, the tree guy. Yeah. 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 Um, they all go. The green man. Yeah. No, I know they all go. <laughs> I just, I was like, but even Loyal. Right. No. Even That's right. We still don't know what a Tiberian is. Oh my God. I know. Although, Which is super interesting because, like, that was, like, Loyal's reason for, for going following. with them because right. he could recognize that he was a Tiberian. Right. They had plenty of opportunity to let Loyal tell us what that means. And uh, they have not use that opportunity so it's i feel like did they forget that they mentioned that in the first episode <laughs> did they film the pilot so much earlier like nobody looked at it while they were filming the rest that they just forgot i don't know well they were so busy being like maybe there are five dragons maybe there are five dragons maybe perrin loves Egwene too and that's why he killed his wife the wife that doesn't exist that apparently he just proposed to because Egwene decided to get together with Rand, even though they'd been fated to get together by the whole town. So they of were it like born. Listen, I I'm going to start a petition <laughs> to cut Perrin from everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, we tried. It's nothing personal against the actor. He does a great job with oh. a terrible character. <laughs> Fucking hate Perrin. Oh my god, that's hysterical. And then we'll just get more Matt. <laughs> oh, I hope we like our new Matt, but we're not going to see him until next season, so we won't know. I know. Do you watch, Do you, apparently he was on Witcher, or The Witcher. Oh, I haven't watched that, but Mario and I were just talking last night about maybe trying it again. I think, he says we tried to watch the, the um, pilot. I have no recollection of it, so that yeah. tells you how good The Witcher is. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen it, but apparently he was on that. So I'm like, oh, maybe you would know if he was no, there. I don't know. He's got to be. Know. I don't know. I don't know. I really liked Barney Harris. I know. He was really good. But hopefully he's doing okay, whatever happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll just lose parent. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, there's... you know, per, per, if we lose Perrin, that will solve my FIU problem. So I'm okay exactly. with that. Exactly. I'm on board. Where's your petition? I will sign. Thank you. I'm going to start it on change.org. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Overall, what would you rate this episode? Um, okay. I really liked it. Um, not as much as episode four, Oof. but. That's a hard one to beat. I'm going to give it like an eight and a half. Yeah. I would give it an eight and a half too. Absolutely. 
yeah, I thought it was good. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. They did such a good job with the Rand reveal. Oh, it was good. Yes, I was so happy they threw in that stuff with Tam. And, oh, my gosh, just the, like, the, you know, we don't, we don't know that that woman is an Aiel woman. Like, they never really, like, have totally, like, said who she is yet, right? We know from the books that that she is dressed as an Aiel. Right, well. That it's the Aiel war. Right. But they haven't, like, explicitly... Well, they talked about what an Aielman looks like. Oh, you're right. You're right. We had our we yeah. had our Aiel in the cage, right? Um, With the mind so. trap, mm-hmm. which has never returned to be. Oh, maybe Matt has trapped his own mind. He still has the <laughs> mind trap, right? Maybe he's also being made evil by the mind trap. Oh my god! I don't, I don't think that's how mind traps work. Dead? No, <laughs> I don't think that's how they work either. But. They should totally use that and be like, and he came back through the twisted doorway looking completely different. Oh, my gosh. That would be really <laughs> funny. I know. Mario. Mario's like, I wonder if they will have the Aelfin and Eelfin. And yeah. They, I think they have to. But it sounds like they're doing something totally different with Moraine, too. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Because Wait, also, I it- was like, I was like, oh, Moraine, you really don't want to be sending Matt to the Red Asha making him an enemy, <laughs> you know? Like, right, and you don't even right. know Tom Marilyn, so how the right. heck are you getting back? Right. You know? Wait, why do you say it sounds like they're doing something very different with Moraine? Oh, from the whole, like, Amarlin seat's oh, going to be oh, your oh, downfall oh, yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just so, it's so, I mean, every time I start to think of, like, the entire book series story yeah. as a whole. I'm just like, we're only scratching the surface. Cause as much as like, they're trying, like this is still pretty much just the first book that we're following yeah. through this, um, yeah. uh, through this first season. So it's like, so much is going to happen. And yeah. I can't, I can't wait to see next week, like how they're going to resolve this storyline to get us to the second season. Yeah. How they're going to resolve it. And set us up for yeah. the great hunt. Yeah. Or the great hunt and the dragon reborn, right? Like, who knows if they're going to do one book. I mean, obviously, they can't do one book per season because there are no. 14 books and there are yeah, only eight like, seasons. You know, but there's a couple of, of books where the they're separate books, but their timelines overlap. Right, know? right, right. That's so true. So then they can just, like, smoosh them together. Yeah. And the, yeah. Hey, again... Just cut the file and parent stuff, and we'll be good. Guys, we got it sorted. That cuts we out don't. so much right there. We really don't need any of that. Any of it. Just take it all away. I feel bad. Do you think people like... Do, do, do you think there's anyone out there that likes Baron? Yeah, I do. I do. Because when I've played Magic the Gathering online, I've definitely come across people whose screen names are, like, Perrin Golden Eyes. <laughs> Okay. So I know people, I know people, some people like Perrin. Okay. I, I, I mean, I like Perrin. I just don't like, um, there's a lot that I like about Perrin. I don't like who he becomes when he's with Fahil. Um, <laughs> again, I just hate Fahil. <<laughs> I think I've mentioned that a few times. I don't oh, no, know. Maybe I haven't. 
Huh. Maybe I just talk about how much I hate Gowan. So yes, again, Pegwain, <laughs> as I've heard some people <laughs> refer to them. We can ship you, I guess. That's really funny. Pegwain. I will say the. I really, I'm shipping a lot of these people. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Moraine and Swan, love. <laughs> love. I Although, really think they're going to move the, the breaking of the tower to next season, I bet, is when we're yeah. going to see it. I think that's I think that's a good call. Because I was trying to remember, but do you remember, um, Moraine's already like through the doorway when that happens, right? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. We haven't even begun to get to Ruidian. We haven't we haven't gotten to the tower. We haven't gotten to Tear. Oh my gosh. There's so much. Yeah, There's so, so much. much. I'm so excited. Um Yeah. I'm excited. I'm back on board. Good. Got Me a little too. dicey. Very dicey. I think Yeah. I do sort of wish that we spent more time in the ways like we're that 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 is still my i think my major critique of the show is that like i think that they're really really great scenes and moments that are just like they're great storylines i guess that we're just like really breezing over and i'm like oh you could make such a meal of this you know and you know, maybe that maybe there's no other way to do it because it is such a huge series and they're trying to get through it all. But I don't know. Yeah. I wanted more time in the ways. I wanted more like it's just some of these scenes I'm like, Oh God, I want I want more. I want you to explore this more. Um so I think it would be interesting to see if people that aren't familiar with the books feel the same way. I know a lot of the critics feel the same way. Or at least about the early episodes. I don't know how, I don't know what they think now, but the early episodes, that was like one of the criticisms is like, we're flying through it to the point where like, we're not getting a lot of emotional depth. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. we're getting the emotional depth now. Yeah. But I want more ways. I don't know. I think well, I've lost the thread of what I'm saying. You know what? I'm hopeful. <clears throat> I'm hopeful now that we have our dragon reveal that things will start, you know, because they were trying so hard to make it not from Rand's perspective, to make right. it ensemble already, to make it yeah. not know who the dragon is. Now that yeah. we can just like do away with all of that, hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity in telling the story and moving it forward. Because, you know, it's yeah. like we're trying to be so tricky. Like we want to trick you. We yeah. want you to think it's Matt. We want you to think it's naive, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. My hope. Again, just making excuses for the show, as always. It's fine. This is what we do when we are in troubled uh, relationships. Yeah. We make excuses. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, let's get out of this episode. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors to give us a listen. Um, We look forward to talking with you next week about the last episode. And until then, may you find water and shade. Bye.